hey co-workers i hope you're enjoying the podcast and thank you for supporting us every week we greatly appreciate it so we did add a bonus clip at the end of this episode from our patreon so if you do enjoy the five minute clip you can definitely listen to the full episode on the patreon this is going to be episode two and thank you again for supporting us and i hope you enjoy bye guys Shout out all the teachers out there. I'm going to war for us because we are I'm in the trenches with y'all. Yo, 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 yo. Hello, hello. What up, co-workers? Welcome back to another. Oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the We Outside After Work podcast. I am Dana. I could go now. You could go now. <laughs> I'm your boy, Aaron. What's up, y'all? What's up? What good up, afternoon. Guys. Good morning. Good evening. What's up, coworkers? We are joined today by a guest, another Kane alumni. Mm. DP is in a building. Shout out to them Cougars. Shout out to DP. Shout out to them Cougars. They be watching. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but thank you for coming on. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm actually really excited. This is going to be fun. It. He just said this is his first time being on a podcast, so we love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. First you decided time. to come here. For sure. Yeah. Happy. So usually what we do is an icebreaker game to get started. Icebreaker. And mm-hmm. to kind of just, you know, start the conversation. So I'm going to go first with mine. So mine says, being humble is only to make less successful people feel more comfortable. Mm. So I'm going to throw it to Aaron to say it first, and then we'll go around. What's your answer? I don't, I don't believe in humility. Now, I do believe that it's okay to be humble. Like, I believe I actually operate in a very humble space. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like a lot of people are forced into humility because it's like you can't celebrate your victory. You can't enjoy your life. You can't, you know, be above everyone else. What about this person that worked just as hard? But that person ain't win. And I can't be penalized for being a winner in life. And that's what I think humility does, is it penalizes you for for truly accomplishing things and being proud of that. Okay. All right. DP, what you think? Um, In terms of, like, humility, I feel like humility is, like, something that's extremely important. But I feel like it also is, like, something that provides context. Mm -hmm. So, for example, like, me being a teacher, like, our job is initially to serve. So I I view like humility in terms of like acts of service and things like that. Okay. Like, you know, appreciate what you have, understand that everything you have like can be taken away, right. like that type of thing. But at the same time, like I feel like often sometimes like people get it confused where it's like you feel like if you do something that's like out of the ordinary, for example, like we're all educated here, so like it's like us graduating, we should be able to like talk like, yeah, like talk a better about term, it. like talk your shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So right. like I feel like people kind of mix it up between like being humble and being like proud of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. But you can also get carried away and being like that's where like being conceited comes mm-hmm. in. So yes. I feel like it's like that gray area and like, mm-hmm. that thin line of just having balance. Okay, I feel you. I would say for me, I'm gonna agree with Aaron, where I feel like I don't believe in it only because. You should be proud of your accomplishments, like Mm -hmm. you said, and you should want to show that off. And I know people who don't want to seem too flashy on Instagram if they got their first house, their first car, whatever, that they feel like is like a big accomplishment just to not make other people feel like they're showing off. And I just think if you have done something in your life that you're proud of, And if it includes, like, graduating, checking something off your your goals list, then, yeah, like, 
talk your shit like you said mm -hmm. what's the problem the problem is people can't handle when you get to talk shit and they have to deal <laughs> with it. I'm just saying, it's the truth. They got to deal with themselves. Yeah, and like, the fact that they haven't reached wherever they're trying to go and you did it before them. It's like the participation trophy era. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think that second place deserves anything. Like, I'm, well, I did, I did track first, second, and third No, 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 cool. fuck that. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, I, did track, I did track and field, right? Yeah. In track and field, the Olympics and all these <laughs> accomplished sports and all that stuff. Like Dana said, first, second, and third, you feel accomplished. Man, anytime I got second place, I was pissed off. Mm -hmm. I, I'm actually more proud of a third place that I won. You hear what I well, said? I, think, I won. I think when it's like fourth, <laughs> fifth, and sixth place, it's like, okay, yeah. do these people really deserve a trophy? Like, that is that is a participation. The only person that deserve it is first. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that is important because when you start adding, like, the participation, I feel like it takes and dilutes away mm -hmm. from, like, the actual winner. Right. So it's like you want everybody to be included, but like now it's like yo, this person that who actually won is like you taking the attention away from them when they in reality des deserve mm -hmm. that attention. So I understand that. And I look at it like um, the Olympic team, the the team from two thousand four with LeBron, Allen Iverson, and all them guys mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. They they got third place, right? We should be proud of them. We should be like. Way to bring one home for the United States of America. Mm -hmm. The expectation is never third place. Yeah. The expectation is first place. Right. Second place, they would have been just as frustrated. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have been no redeemed team and Kobe coming to the show mm -hmm. if they would have got second or third. So you want to just take gold. out all of them, just have personally, first place? Yeah. Okay. Me I'm personally. cool with first, second, and third. Mm -hmm. What about you? To me, it's like, I feel like... I feel like it's just like growing up in sports is like first, second, and third is the thing. But when you add like four or five, six, like yeah, that's because me personally, I'm like a natural born like I grew up playing sports. Mm -hmm. I'm a natural born competitor, so it's like if I lose, I know I just either just didn't work as hard enough or like somebody just had a better day mm -hmm. than me. And it so, gives you that motivation, right, to work harder and get ex better. Exactly. So when I see like somebody getting this like big trophy and then I get the little medal. I just personally don't want it. Like mm -hmm. I feel like you disrespecting me by giving Listen, me that little medal. I still I still got a, a silver medal in one of my ex girlfriend's cribs right now. I don't want it. <laughs> I have nothing to do with it. Yeah. I don't even want to see it. Yeah. But enough of, you know, my failed athletic career. <laughs> yeah. Um my hot taste question is sharing locations with a significant other permanently. Mm. DP, you think that's that's appropriate or not? That's so like for me <laughs> that personally, was the long side. <laughs> nah, because you know everybody's different. So yeah. like me personally, I'm a very like rely on trust type of person, and I feel like if I'm forced to do it, like yeah. somebody's like, yo, you need to share me your location, or this is not gonna work. Like now, I have an issue with that because it's like you're not giving me my own privacy. You're mm -hmm. not letting me kind of like move how I want to move. Like if now if I'm like. Yeah, I'm gonna share my location with you. Da da da. Like, I feel like that's better and more acceptable. But mm -hmm. like now, if I feel like it's an alternatum where if like, cause I've been in situations before where it was like that. Like, yo, share me your location or we done. Like, then we done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then, granted, like this is based on like previous instances. So or I was gonna that say, did it lead up to that where it was like different things that made the trust kind of mm -hmm. dissipate? For sure. Like okay. you know what I'm saying? Like it was like not getting into all that, but like yeah, it's definitely things that kind of like broke the trust but now i understand getting older like if you break the trust is over with like you know because now if you give in if you in whether somebody break your trust or you break their trust and now the relationship is built on like ultimatums and what you can do and what you can do mm -hmm. rather than just like genuine intention like it's just you might as well just kind of pack it up at that point so thanks what about you dana 
Um, so I don't agree with sharing locations at all, unless it comes down to safety reasons where like mm. your significant other goes somewhere where like they don't feel comfortable. Then it's like, okay, yeah, let me share my location for a couple hours or like the day, but to just keep it on. I think like, like you said, there's no trust number one, and it comes off as controlling mm. to me. Cause yeah. if I really feel like I have to do this, it's like, now it's a job. Now mm-hmm. I have to do certain other things as well. Like it don't, it won't just stop with the mm-hmm. locations. Like to me, it's just like um, a snowball effect of like different things I'm gonna have to just follow along with for your control to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. And now you walking on eggshells. Exactly. Like you, feel like you can't do nothing. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but but see, this is the problem with too much of a good thing is a bad thing, right? Obviously, sharing a location is important to some degree, right? I have a child, so. In case it's my different son, for yeah, you. that's in, different. In, in case, in case yeah. my my son um, gets lost or whatever the case may be, I would love to make sure that I have his location, whether I can find him or his phone. Well, that's safety, sharing right? locations with yeah. your child. And I feel like it's also mm-hmm. levels. Like you know, like let's say like y'all first dating. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be a conversation. Now, if y'all married, like y'all got a family, like that's different. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. different levels. Or if like like you said, like if you have a child involved, it's a little bit. different. But I don't think it. I don't think. It even matters what the level is because mm. I don't see the point in sharing our locations. Yeah. Like, what what do you need to know of my whereabouts for if we have these conversations? Mm-hmm. It's clearly a, a deep-rooted trust issue. Yeah. <laughs> it's federal. federal. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's clearly deep-rooted trust issues. And me personally, I don't, unless you've involved yourself in some untrustful situations, if you walking into a situation and you have preconceived trust issues, that's already a red flag. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. don't don't treat me based on the last motherfucker. Like with all due respect, I don't need that and I can find somebody else who don't want to be, be alone. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Like that's I don't want to feel like I'm forced to be with someone under these circumstances. Yeah, control freaks. Like if there yeah. are um stipulations for our relationship which includes sharing locations, mm-hmm. to me like that's an automatic red flag. And yeah, I'm just like, I'm, I don't even I don't, think it's, I don't a, even I don't even think it's a red flag. Anything. I think it's a, a stop sign. I it's think that shit is get out of it. Like, you know, like, even within like relationships and boundaries, like, you're not my parent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's kind of like yeah. doing too much. But I also want to tell you, I don't like knock people who do that. I just know me personally. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, like, but it's also a thing where like, I feel like me, any situation that I'm in, like I'll explain that mm-hmm. ahead of time and explain mm-hmm. why. You know? Yeah, it's the communication, right? Y- exactly. Yeah. So you got to break it down and be like, yo, I don't like this because of this, you know? Mm-hmm. And then after you have that communication, and if it's still like, you know, that's still when you like, kind of well, like, yeah, All right. still send me your location. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like and I'll still you send said, you like, to the fucking block list. Damn, you got a blocker? Hell yeah, I'm a blocker. What you want, wow. yeah. don't, don't get me wrong, it's people that actually do have my permanent mm-hmm. location. Mm-hmm. Part of it is I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> so I went and looked at it one time. I'm like, yo, why the f- For me, it's family. Family has, like, my permanent location. Mm-hmm. Just because, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I do live alone. So it's like, I don't want... If something happens, they kind of, mm-hmm. like, can start at one spot. So I didn't know what I was doing one time. And my, my homegirl, she, she relied on me because she wanted to try some, uh, uh, like, lucid drugs. So she had... What is lucid drugs? <laughs> this is just some, like ecstasy or some shit. Oh. So she had she had shared her location with me, but I didn't know I was sharing mine with her. Okay. So I, I'm, I looked at this shit like, yo, I, sh- I didn't know she could still see where I'm at yeah, all you, the time. You probably thought you sent the current location. Yeah, I didn't know, didn't but I was share. just, I was just trying to be supportive, you know, just in case she was going through some shit. Yeah. She was all the way in like Virginia or something. So, <laughs> but, like yeah. driving? Nah, she was, she, she lived there. Oh, she lived there. Okay. But it was just like, 
Because I'm bad. like on Turn ecstasy driving to Virginia. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I got cool friends. Do, do cool shit. That's not cool. That is dangerous. Yeah. But <laughs> let's actually change topics and get into DP, mm. right? And your background. Mm. So you mentioned you are a teacher, mm -hmm. right? Where Look do you teach? Look at Dana with the listening skills. <laughs> My shit's be like top notch, okay? Yeah, nah. <laughs> so where do you teach? Um, so I teach at Kip Academy in Newark. Okay. Uh, it's a charter school in North Shout New Jersey. Shout out to the Bricks. Yeah. Okay. Love me. Did you always want to be a teacher? Because uh, you do have an athletic background, right? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. obviously, like you said, I had the athletic background. But, you know, everybody plays their last game eventually. And mine, unfortunately, came sooner than I thought it would. But yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. I'm content with it. But, like, as far as being a teacher, I didn't want to be a teacher. And fun fact, I was a terrible student when I was in high school. Like, mm. in terms of, like... Like just behavior? like academics. I wasn't really bad behaviorally. Nah, I, I was just bad. a play fiend. Playing <laughs> okay. around. Okay. Like teacher talking, I'm joking. I can't stand talking. Like yeah. th that type of thing. Getting phone calls home all day. But I wasn't like a disrespectful kid. Okay. But then long story short, like I guess like just being around like the football structure where it's like I learned how much like foot like uh playing ac uh sports and football and then like transitions to like academics. So like mm -hmm. Like, being an athlete, I'm forced to become, like, a better student, mm -hmm. better student, like... Um, yeah, because you have to keep your grades up, right? Exactly, or you're ineligible. So, like, I wasn't in school... <laughs> Thank God to, for track. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't in school to go to school. I was in school because I knew I needed school to play football. Mm -hmm. Okay. But yeah. then, as I got older and matured, I was like, yo, you know, football coming down to an end, I need to kind of figure out what I'm doing beyond that. Mm -hmm. You know, so, long story short, it ended up leading me into, like, just... Starting out as like a summer camp counselor, mm -hmm. and then starting out as a coach, and I was like, you know. So you like tested the waters. Yeah. Like, All right. This it wasn't cool. really like testing the waters. It was just something that honestly God just put me on a path, and then I just was going with the flow, gotcha. and then I realized like, yeah, I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. So let me see what I can do with it. So oh. that's kind of like how I fell into it. What grade you teach? Uh, high school. Started oh, out with fourth shit. grade though. Started out with fourth grade. What's that transition like? Um, from fourth grade to high school, I always like make this little joke about it. Like you know, it's just a different level of conversation. Like with kids, I'm a very patient person, but like it's only so many ways you can kind of teach like one plus one equals two, <laughs> and like if you don't understand it after that, like I don't. You get I frustrated. It's just I don't know how to explain it after oh, that. Okay. So like I think. Me, I'm a person that likes to dive deep and is, like, more in-depth. So, like, mm -hmm. I can't explain, like, simple things, mm -hmm. you know? But like you need patience for that, too, You do. Right? That's why I always commend, like, elementary uh, school teachers. I'd be like, yo, y'all are really the ones that's in the trenches for real mm -hmm. because it's, yeah. like, you're teaching, like, basic skills that, like, not everybody can do that. And mm -hmm. me being in elementary school, I understood that. So I, I have a different um, love and compassion for elementary school teachers. Okay. But, like... The transition to high school, for me, it was just better because it's just a different level of conversation you can have. Like, you can tell a kid, yo, stop playing with me. Yeah. You know, it's just it's like... It's more mature, mm -hmm. right? It's supposed to be more mature, but, you know, be. you have some kids that act like they're in elementary school still. <laughs> but yeah. you, it's more of like a guidance, like a, you know, it, it's more of like an in-depth conversation where they understand and they're... Even if they don't understand, mm -hmm. you can explain and you, you kind of can gauge their thought process because they can communicate a little bit more thoroughly. Right. So, like, that's like... That's why I appreciate it better. But anyway, like, I've never been in middle school, but mm -hmm. anyway, which way is still, like, a difficult job. Yeah, being a teacher in general yeah. is hard because, like, you are 
basically like forming the mind in a sense mm -hmm. to like a younger generations mm -hmm. and that takes a lot of skill and a lot of patience and i never wanted to be like um like a teacher in a sense just because i know it does take a lot of patience and mm -hmm. that's not one of my strong points so I kudos actually, to you i actually went to school for phys ed when i was at king mm. um and coaching like he said really helps you just understand like every student is their own unique individual I, I would sure. want, I would love to give everyone a broad blanket <laughs> statement type of teaching experience, but Marquise and um, Joseph and Jennifer, they're all different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously mm -hmm. you take videos and stuff with your classroom. Showing yeah, you do fun. a lot of videos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What prompted mm -hmm. that? Was it the individual students? Was it something that you just thought, you know, being a technology age would just help them out, help them with their learning experience? Mm. So, like, me just, like, like... It kind of wasn't starting off with me because I'm also a person that's like, I don't like people who do things for clout. So, mm -hmm. like, when I see people post things, like, well, this is my old mindset. I had to kind of outgrow this. I used to be like, nah, you can't do acts of service and then record it. Mm -hmm. And same way. then, like, <laughs> you just trying to get clout and make it seem like you're doing something and then yeah. you're not. Like, mm -hmm. like, for example, like, going back to the BLM, like, you know how many people I've seen at protests, like, go to the protest, take a picture, and then, like, that yeah, was Yeah, the then leave. They didn't so actually So, something like stay. that. So, I, yeah. always, I always was on some, like, nah, like, you can't do something and record it and do it for the people. You mm -hmm. got, But I kind of, like, matured out of that, and I understand now we in, like, a technology error. Mm -hmm. So, I kind of try to use it to my advantage and understand, like, you know, I want to be the person that's, like, impacting the youth, and my students is always on TikToks. Me personally, they're I always mm -hmm. on TikToks in school. Yeah, we I had Tania talk about it uh, yeah. a couple episodes back. Like, yeah, she, she's a teacher for what grade? Um, I high think school. She, she's in yeah, high school also, high school. Mm -hmm. and she's like, you know, she's willing to jump in on a TikTok every once in a while, but she yeah. tries to push back because yeah, yeah. it's just kind of. It depends on like what's mm -hmm. appropriate, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like for me, I personally hate TikTok, <laughs> but I know my students love TikTok, so I'm gonna meet them where they at. Yeah. And then like the biggest thing about teaching that anybody will tell you is. Well, they should tell you, in my opinion, is relationship building. Mm -hmm. Think about how many teachers that you had back in the day that you didn't have a relationship with. You did All not want to go to their class. You ain't want to learn. All you, you just like whatever. Miss Rosenhaft could still kiss my ass. <laughs> you know the names. Hell yeah, fifth grade. <laughs> well, I had one. I was actually in fifth grade, and it was a black. It was something uh, about fifth grade. It was a black math teacher. It was either it was sixth grade. I'm lying. Yeah. It was sixth grade, and it was a black math teacher, and he was dope as fuck. Yeah. And I always look forward to his class because, like, mm -hmm. he just felt more relatable. Mm -hmm. So, like, you being a black teacher, like, how do you, I guess, relate more to the students or does it come naturally? Um, so, it comes a little bit. What happens is that I'm also a young teacher, too. Mm -hmm. okay. So, the kids. But with being a young teacher, like, and a young black teacher, like, you have to, like, really be strong on your boundaries because sometimes they view you as, like, a big brother mm -hmm. and sometimes they view you as that young person that they'll try to, like, curse around you okay. or try to, like... Like, think you're not a person yeah, of Yeah, but sometimes you got to kind of tell them, like, yo, we're not friends. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> like, you got to constantly remind them that and you got to, like, understand, like, not to say, like, it's a hierarchy or you're better than anybody, mm -hmm. but at this point in time, I know more than you. I went to school. I graduated from school. I'm certified in this area that you're not. So, like, you have to understand and respect me. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, people within positions like this, they don't respect the, the students, students. Yeah. and then get mad when the students don't respect them. So yeah. everything is about, like, you having that commonality and, like, understanding you have a genuine respect for each other. Speaking of that, um, I know you, you've all probably seen, like, the videos go viral of, like, students attacking teachers. 
Yeah. Like, how do you feel about those kind of videos? Oh, it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. I saw this one video. Um, it was this, and I don't want to put race into it because I don't mm -hmm. think it matters with those kind of videos. Mm. But this teacher, um, it seemed like she was like fed up. And she snatched the student's phone. There was, like, this girl that was texting. Like, she literally snatched the phone mm -hmm. and, like, threw it across the room. Like, that is excessive. But when you're at a point being a teacher where you need all this patience and stuff and yeah. you get fed up, like, how do you handle those situations? So, like, do you take a minute to yourself? This is the thing, right? So I'll, put, I'll paint a picture for y'all. I don't really judge, like, well, obviously, you, as a teacher, you have to be the bigger person. Like, you have to. And that goes back into that first question of mm -hmm. humility. Like, you know, you're going to have times where you, like, really, like, yo, just call your dad and tell him to meet me after school. <laughs> and you see how you I guess come dad. full circle? I you know what I'm saying? Like, you, yeah. like, there's been a couple times where a kid then cursed me out for no reason. But... Me being mean, I got. I'll be like, all right, this kid isn't really cursing me out. Mm -hmm. It's just like they're projecting, they're projecting whatever they're going to because yeah. you know they're younger, so they don't have like don't those, those social cues or like those social um, like cues that like allow them to be like, yo, I'm wrong. I got to take my minute. Right. They don't have that yet. They're not developed yet. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's been times where that has happened, and I'd be like, in the back of my mind, because you a person too as a teacher, so you'd be mm -hmm. like, you know, us as people, it's okay to be emotional. Right. So you like, nah, like. I gotta get mine back. Call, <laughs> call your dad. But you right can't now. show that. You can't show them, that. Right? So going Not back all the time. You can't. <laughs> so like going back into that, like because with being a teacher is constant modeling. Like mm -hmm. if you're on your phone, like especially in high school, oh. if you're telling kids not to be on their phone and you pull your phone out, they're gonna be like, "Well, why are you being on your phone okay. if if, they copy if, you, if you. I can't be on my phone?" Okay. And so like you have to like your modeling gotta be. Got you. So you constantly thinking for like you're analyzing yourself. At least you, good teachers do this. You're analyzing yourself and realizing, like, yo, everything I do, they're watching, and they're going to use it against me at some point. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, like, going back to, like, those videos of, like, teachers getting beat up or teachers throwing phones, you know. Yeah. We There's one, there's a teacher shortage. So okay. you're having people that are, like, calling out of work. Now you got somebody that gets usually three prep periods. Now they got to cover somebody else's class, mm -hmm. at least in the charter. This is my mm -hmm. experience. You know, there's been times where I have three prep periods off, but since people don't come to work, like, you'll have to, like... Fill in. Fill in. For you know, it's cool because you're a team player. You got to do that. That's yeah. just what you signed up for. But at the same time, it's like now you have deadlines to meet that you can't meet because now you were supposed to work during this period in time, but now you're, you're covering somebody else's class. And then, like, just that social, like, constant, like, being on the grind, on the grind, on the grind, on the grind. Sometimes, like, you as a human, like, you still have emotions. It's all a that. lot, right? You get fed up and yeah. you snap. Yeah, so, I, I have an experience. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually one of the recipients of a teacher actually getting fed up once. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> what dude, happened? Like, 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 DP said, <laughs> I wasn't a bad kid. I was a little disruptive. Mm. So, Dang. it was my freshman year of high school. Me and Issa, uh, she, he was on a podcast. So, we actually literally just talked about this earlier today because we was together. Um, we was in algebra class. Mm. And I used to always be the kid, man, forget this. I'm disruptive. Move my seat. I don't care. But the one day I wasn't <laughs> disruptive, I actually came back from woodshop class. I had a black tee on. Yeah. So, you know, you get all the sawdust on. You're trying to, you know, get it off your shirt. Mm -hmm. My teacher said, Aaron, get out. Ooh. So I'm like, damn, I didn't even do nothing yeah, this time. So yeah. I'm not leaving. Yeah. So I'm defiant. We had this big old stool. And the chair had to be about like that that long. I don't know if y'all can see the cameras, but mm -hmm. it was that long. Mm -hmm. And the teacher said, all right, if you don't leave, I'm going to call security. Yeah. I said, okay, call security. 
I'm I said, hate those kids that <laughs> always be like call security. So, like that must have been that must have been his irritating. final straw. Yeah. And this dude, he was a German teacher too, Mr. Schwartz. Uh-huh. <laughs> he kicked the shit out of the chair from the bottom of the stool. Oh, damn. I, like yours that you said that I was sitting. Oh in. shit! I stood. Um, I was in the air for like thirty seconds. I name again? Was Mr. Schwartz, man. Yeah, we had to get it in. There. But what's yeah, crazy is crazy. Because, because I'm a goofball. I was a fucking goofball. Yeah. Yeah. So so. On my way to the ground, I'm laughing. I'm thinking this shit is hilarious. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you done fucked up now, Mr. Schwartzman. Yeah. So I go to the office <laughs> thinking I'm about to tell on him. I done got a Saturday detention. And we done spoke about Saturday detention. I ain't go. Um, end up getting suspended uh, yeah, no. for it and everything. Um, my grandmother yeah. went to the school. She caused a commotion that she should have. Mm-hmm. I got assaulted by a teacher. Um, he ended up passing me. That was our compromise, you know. Uh, I, oh, if you give me a, a A, was yeah. it an A? Nah, I got a zero point five in the class. Oh, but that's passing. <laughs> I'm guessing. Nah, he to keep his job. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Mrs. Schwartzman. I was wrong. You that's know, I take crazy. I take the high road. Humility. You feel me? Yeah. Nah, yeah. I had a couple stories like that myself. Like as a student yeah like i was like because you be pushing buttons by yeah, like, like, you don't do it like on purpose so you don't do it I, can't on purpose. Relate, but I, I just played like around that. a lot mm-hmm. like you know the thing is like people don't realize like a high school kid has a especially a boy like you going through all these hormonal changes like yeah. you just have a lot of energy so sometimes you just genuinely cannot control yourself mm-hmm. like with your outbursts you just yeah. running jumping around because you don't know what to do else with that fun. energy yeah. yeah so like do some work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even or say not. That's crazy. Call my mom, okay. No one damn well. See, I was yeah, I was never like that in high school. Like I kind of just did my work and had your glasses on. Just I didn't wear glasses. You was the good student. No, so I've had great grades. Uh So my grades were like A's and B's. But like I would still like talk to my friends Mm -hmm. and you know like not do too much, but do enough. She's boring. I was the student that be playing around on campus and be like, yo, let me see. You, I'd have been like, yo, let me see a paper real quick. I was that. I was that. Did you give the paper or did you not? No, I would ask people for their homework. Oh, I yeah. I remember, um, and this was in college, so it don't matter at this point. But I was in, I think it was like some algebra class at Keene, and I literally did not know we had an exam that day. Mm. So you cheated. Listen, I had a good friend. It was this. Um, it was a Spanish boy. I think his name was like Jesus or something. You don't even Uh know. He's a good friend. I didn't didn't find out his name. after the class. Do you know his name? You just said you think we weren't good friends. Like I had a friend in the class. But um yeah he sat in front of me and I just remember like tapping him and then he just gave me the paper and just slid it back with his Mm. answers. I was like, yo, I love that. So I I used to do the same thing because I do test quick and I always get good grades. So I did test quick. My cousin Justin was like, yo, slide me the test. So I'm with it, but they moving slow. Like how long I'm gonna have to test yeah. on the floor? Thanks. Like, yo, hurry up! Yeah, I got, got caught. Like, no, cause I oh. took the test back. I was, oh. the, you know how like you be taking a test and then you know the teacher, you and the teacher make eye contact. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. and then you gotta you like act that. like you. You just act like you thinking. <laughs> you thinking? I used to be like this. Like, yeah, I used to be like. Just then you look take the pencil, tap it right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I'm cheating right now. I hope they ain't catch. But see, I had to stop. I think they knew. I had to to stop, though, because I was an athlete, especially when I got to college. You know, you didn't want to get in trouble as an athlete because then Mm -hmm. the coach going to have you running laps and stuff. Mm -hmm. So what what did you as an athlete take into the classroom? Oh, so me me as a high, uh, high school student and me as a college student, two different people. Okay. Because my senior year in high school, I graduated like a 2.1. There's people coming to the practices. They'd be like, yo, we like him. He's athletic. 
and then the they see my transcript and then they're like oh yeah nah we can't do nothing for him and then my oh. sat scores were terrible okay you know so like i had to like like go to the community community college route first which is nothing wrong with yeah but i got humbled quick and then i realized like senior year all my friends signing today's school signing day and then i'm like at that time i didn't even have like no like now it's hitting you like it was yeah. at this like, moment <laughs> Literally, I'm like, yo, damn, I wasted so much time, and like, mm-hmm. I knew I messed up. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, all right, I gotta try to lock back in. So I ended up going to community college for a year, locked in, got like 3.0, transferred out, ended up going to King. And then I realized, like, when you, this is my biggest thing. If I go away to college, you know how many people go away to college and then come back home, mm-hmm. and then everybody was like, yeah, he went away and mm-hmm. came back and failed, and da da da. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to hear that noise. So I was like, I'm gonna stay here, whatever it takes. Okay. Like, whatever it takes for me to do, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay here. Can I give a quick interruption? Yeah. Did you experience any of that kind of stuff, like, growing up with others? Because I know, like, that, oh, he going to come back and he going to fail. You, what you think you're better than that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I, like, I'm glad I became a teacher because I went through some educational experiences that were, like, like bad like i grew up in a failing school district. Mm-hmm. I love where I'm from, though. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, our, co- our school culture was good, but, like, mm-hmm. Like, just growing up, I genuinely, at times, like, you know, I struggled to test. Like, I didn't have certain teachers who, like, might cater to, like, my teaching style. And then on top of yeah. that, you're dealing with kids, like, you feel like might be smarter than you. Because mm-hmm. education is just all confidence. Yeah, I hate mm-hmm. the standardized testing. That Yo. was never a strong point for me, especially with the SATs. Mm-hmm. Because for me, whenever I get a Scantron, I instantly get anxiety. Because yeah. I'm like... I don't I don't know like I don't fucking learn like this mm-hmm. so I was one of those kids where like I knew my shit but once I got to like test taking and standardized testing and all of that like it just well, never translated yeah. for me and the yeah. problem with standardized testing is they're trying to trick you yep. yes it's like it'll be the same yeah. question but like reworded differently and, and the answers is too the similar. problem the problem with standardized testing that don't, people don't realize and I see it now being a teacher is like you don't really like when you're preparing for those tests you don't really get like you're not learning information you're mm-hmm. learning how to take the how test. to take the test my school right. was like on some like we didn't really like if you go to private schools or if you go to schools that was like in well-off communities and like like where their passing rate is high mm-hmm. they have like programs and like things that have like psats mm-hmm. and like to prepare you yeah they like are preparing yeah. for that now, yeah. like, granted, like, we had, like, a PSAT, but it was, No like, one took it serious, because my school we had it, Because we weren't told how serious it was. Exactly. So it was just, like, people just... Some teachers... Not all teachers. Some teachers was just there, like, you know, they can't control the class, because, mm-hmm. like... Like, I went in an urban school, so, you know, us being, like, black, brown, Spanish... I mean, excuse me, Hispanic, like, you know, like, we're just... We had white teachers. Like, it's not saying you white teachers can't teach us, but some teachers we just didn't feel like we could relate yeah, to. Yeah, you can't relate. So and you in there turning up, like, and just not really paying, yeah. not taking them serious, not taking anybody serious, and you kind of pay for it. But mm-hmm. these other schools, they're getting, like, like the ability to practice these tests, learning these competencies, learning these skills, and then, like, they, they get to pass these tests. But honestly, the root of the problem is I feel like a lot of times, like, those, like, test taking, like, those standardized tests are, like, gatekeeps, like, mm-hmm. to kind of keep oh, certain, like, yeah. communities. I could see that. Progressive keep and certain. Keep them, like, in their circle of poverty you and, know what like, I'm saying? lack of education. Because to me, honestly, like, those tests don't really determine whether you're smart or not. They mm-hmm. don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just said I always struggled with it, and I yeah. knew the material. It was just, like. You know the material. 
yeah but just <laughs> just being in a classroom where it's like no talking no nothing like everything yeah, just like felt so like, forced intense i'm like shit if i don't get this right i can't go to college mm-hmm. but I, i'm gonna say allegedly here it was discussed that standardized tests and iq tests have been shown to be um intellectually dishonest yeah. and quite frankly racial mm-hmm. right um especially when the questions are geared to things that a black kid might not relate to mm-hmm. uh, in a general sense right so I personally think I don't know what the solution is. Yeah. I'm not in that field um, to know like what as a black man I can do to you know relate to the students more. But obviously, you're a black man. You're a teacher. You're making mm-hmm. a considerable impact on the kids. What does you being a black man um, in those classrooms mean to those kids? I think me being a black man in, the, in um, like being a black man specifically in the classroom, especially like the dominating like person. In like education is like white women, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like yeah. being like a black man, like it's like a different vibe. I love I love everything about it because it's like you know it's not something you see. Like I can count on one hand how many black male teachers I had mm-hmm. my entire life, like, and I know specifically what grade. Mr. Claus Meyer, sixth grade, everybody thought he was mad cool. Then you had like my basketball coaches, mm-hmm. but they weren't like teachers. They were like you know you have like like security mm-hmm. paras things like that okay so like being a teacher and being able to like impact and let like my students know like i do certain things on purpose too like when i was walking around like when i walk around campus i always keep a oh like i said campus but i walk around like my school building i always have a book okay like oh to kind of because you just said they mimic you right yeah like i always so have a book. to show them that like just be prepared mm-hmm. or something okay yeah, so like nah it's deeper than that because how many like Especially working in the urban community, it's like, yo, how many black young men can say, yo, I look up and see a black man with his, with a book in his hand and a suit on just walking mm-hmm. around. Whether I'm reading that book Oh, it's or just not, the visual yeah, of it's the it. visual. Okay. It's the visual. It's the model. Like, yeah, it's like a mindset. There's been times I walked around with a book and I ain't read the book the whole week. Now, granted, I do read a lot, but I'm saying like I haven't re- I haven't touched the book for the whole week. But you I'm just, just but walking you want around them to with see it. that, Walk like an educated black man who yeah. like is well put together mm-hmm. and he reads. Exactly. That's that's what I'm. So thinking. like, it's one of those things where you just like you know like all right, I'm modeling that I'm always looking for knowledge, always mm-hmm. looking for knowledge, always looking for knowledge, and that's something that's special to me because it's just like yo, as a black male, we don't like. Just the the stigma that we have in this country, like just how we're viewed and how black women are viewed, like us being in schools to kind of build and the community. And it starts at like being like teaching children, right? Exactly. Like teaching students like, at a young age. One of my favorite quotes, Frederick Douglass, um, is, is you e- had a Frederick Douglass. Yeah, it's the same one. Watch yeah, it, it's watch easy it. to build stronger children than to repair broken. Okay, men. that's different. You know what I'm okay. saying? And then I my like second that. one. <laughs> then my second one is um, if there's no struggle, there's no progress. Th- there we go. You know? Yeah, saying? that's his. I literally <laughs> yeah, had to write that on an article. Like, that's yo, funny. like, <laughs> but that quote is like, yo, you know, like you have to understand. Like, being an educator, I notice now, like, you know, I could have probably went into tech, I, like, no knock on anybody else's industry, like, I could have probably went into tech, made way more money than I'm making now, went into law, way, make way more money than I'm making now, but it's like, I understand, like, the importance of the role that I have, and I know yeah. I'm not going to be a teacher forever, but while I'm a teacher, I'm going to be able to provide this source of impact. Like, be the best teacher because, you can, Exactly, right? because, think about it, doctors, lawyers, um, engineers, they all had teachers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they the educators taught them the basic skills before they went on to mm-hmm. their next facet of their life and learned more of, like, whatever they wanted mm-hmm. to, their concentration. So, 
because of their teachers, everybody's gonna have one at least at least one that, that inspired them out. and yep. like kind of like told them like, yo, I believe I can do this mm-hmm. because of so and so. So like the what my angle is more of like a, you know, I I have a lot of plans for myself, but you know, if I can't do what I'm gonna do, at least I can mm-hmm. like inspire somebody else to go further than me. So like speaking of inspiring, because um, I do want to just mention this recently, I saw on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like right before prom or like prom season where oh, you yeah, brought graduation. like okay, and you brought like barbers to come to the school mm-hmm. and cut the um, high school students' hair. Yeah, like I thought that was super dope because I'm like, damn, like how many of them just didn't have either the extra funds or mm-hmm. like knew someone to like cut their hair in a way they would like it for graduation? Yeah, so you know, like um, a lot of them. There's been kids like so. Just to give you context, like shout out um, Kavon Walton, Marv. Uh, Marv Brody uh, tailored and Marv the Barber like mm-hmm. for like coming in to do that uh, they were able to cut like 35 kids hair right before graduation for free Damn. and then I just basically turned my classroom into like a barbershop gave it that barbershop feel we had games going music going and then while they were cutting they're talking about the importance of grooming you already know like going to the barbershop that's like a male mm-hmm. therapy session yep. like as a future therapist, like, I understand that's not actual therapy, but, like, going to the barbershop, you get to hear so many stories. It's just, like, an important part of, like, Christ. a black male. Like, it's, like, your break from everything. Okay. So I know that a lot of our students, like, you know, there's some kids in there that haven't been able to get haircuts for, like, six, seven months for whatever reason. And, you know, kids are mean. So they yeah, walk around like, kids are assholes. Yeah, peasy, da-da-da. Like, yeah. But, you know, you're coming at somebody, but you don't know if they can afford to get a haircut or not. Mm-hmm. So I had an idea of, like, you know, let me use my resources in these terms. Like, these two, um, one of them is my frat brother, and then the other one is I grew up with him. They're both my professional barbers, like, that I go to consistently. So I was, like, talk to them. I was like, you have a great idea for some stews. Like, it'll be a good initiative to get them going. So, like, just that whole thing, like, the experience, like, like was very emotional and very, like, genuine and very, like, compassionate for mm-hmm. me because I'm just like, yo, like, Seeing their faces and seeing, like, them react to it was, like, they were just so happy. And then we in there, you got all, like, it was, like, uh, all the black male teachers, all mm-hmm. the black women teachers, and all other, the principal pulled up. Mm-hmm. We in there recording them, gassing them. I was like, ah, yeah. you sharp, my boy, da-da-da. <laughs> and they in there smiling, like, you feel me? I'd like, I ain't gonna lie, drop the tear. That's, that's but, like, dope. Can so. we get a bomb drop for that? <laughs> like, that is amazing. We love that. And the one thing that I really, really love about that is that black male experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that for me growing up was I never knew how to tie a tie. Yeah. I, right? I'm going to get into that too. So it's like my oldest brother, he's just, he was that influential black male for me to just yeah. pull me aside, do it for me, mm-hmm. show me. It was like, it was like the nurturing you needed from a man. Facts. Right? Facts. Um, that with all due respect to women, you just can't it's give me. It's not the me. same. Yeah, you just can't give me. Mm-hmm. And just like for a, a woman to a, a young girl, you just can't always give that that need. Sometimes as a, a black man, we need to see y'all. So for me, if your students need anything moving forward in the future, um, whether it's like a resume building class mm-hmm. or anything like that that I can help with, yeah. I'm always a resource. I tell kids all the time, even if I work with them, I work in a retail management position. I got 16, 17, 18-year-olds, college kids coming by. They might not want to be here forever. They got ambitions. I'm a resource, especially to the young black kids. I am a resource. Yeah. Like, the, when we see teachers, 
especially teachers i make sure i thank y'all mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. y'all don't get enough praise the, we already know the money you don't enough. get enough pay we know um so it's like the smallest things is gonna just help y'all keep going because yeah. we need y'all and we appreciate yeah. you so yeah. shout like, out to, drop another bomb for you, <laughs> you know, black teach. i'm definitely gonna keep that in mind nah, too. definitely like, happy anytime anytime, uh, anytime. Like, yeah I also run like the peer like so me and my homie like started like a, a peer mentorship group mm-hmm. at our school It's called um he ain't heavy he's my brother now I'm like uh the context behind it is that like I, uh, I'm an alpha so like we have a concept where it's like he ain't heavy he's my brother like meaning like if your brother has a burden you help them carry mm-hmm. it so like I started like the peer mentorship program at my school um basically dedicated dedicating that to like you know y'all being a bunch it's like a, a youth boys group where we help them understand things of like brotherhood mm-hmm. getting them to like understand like it's it's not it's cool to help somebody yeah or compliment somebody mm-hmm. like our kids for whatever reason and i i think it's trauma but like whatever yeah. reason like if you say this is their favorite thing to say like if you give them a compliment or say if one student a gives student b a compliment they'd be like oh you dick riding Mm-hmm. I'm like yo, because he <laughs> said you you dress nice, or he said that you look it's good. It's usually or some projection, way. but too, nah, right? it's a lot on Twitter. A lot of these kids they get that from the internet. So you know what I'm internet. I don't understand that. So mm. me and my my other boy that I grew up with, he's he's my frat brother as well, Ivan. We started this program in our school to let them know, like yo, y'all really just hating on each other, and y'all gonna help, y'all gonna continue to push each other back because if you can't, like they think it's weird to show each other love. Mm-hmm. So we're just basically building this program to. To cater to that and give them the opportunity to to uh, experience, like bring them to these like new uh, views, mm-hmm. and then like on top of that, like you know we have our resources outside of the school. So I've had like uh, black lawyers that's from North come in mm-hmm. to talk to them. I've had like entrepreneurs come in mm-hmm. and and just I, to show them like yeah, just to show know, them like yeah, you can do this, and they all world. look like you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. Um, like we we did an event like how to tie a tie because I I grew up with a single mother so like I can really resonate mm-hmm. with you said like you know like my mother did everything she needed to do work had to raise two boys work three jobs all that and like you know she did what she could but she even explained to me herself like you know there's some things I can't teach mm-hmm. you yeah you need to like you need a man and you don't you know, know it un- until that moment comes it's like damn she damn, really can't I, teach me and that. then one day I. I was getting dressed for like prom or something like or something and i'm just like damn bro i don't know how to tie a tie mm-hmm. like i don't know how to do this so youtube 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 but now i'm like you know i understand a lot of and going back to the relatable question a lot of our boys in the building they experience what i experienced growing up so like being able to kind of like resonate with them causes me to be able to kind of like have that relationship and then now when it's time to learn i'm able to teach them better because they know i'm not going to be in there mm-hmm. it's like that respect that we mm-hmm. have of each other and another misconception about teaching is that like people think an educator is somebody who just talks and educates all day without them being able to teach me how to be a better better educator i want to be able to do half mm-hmm. the things i'm doing you know what okay. i'm saying so like yeah. i learn from them probably more than they learn from me because mm-hmm. i have 144 students five classes each each section has 30 kids yeah so like it's like in each section i have to teach different yeah you know what i'm saying so like jesus and i i love that i went to Kane first before i went to saint peter's Mm -hmm. even though both school structures had very similar classroom sizes having a smaller classroom so i can actually have a relationship and conversation with the teacher that's another detriment to our inner city schools it's just like I'm stuffing 30 kids in a classroom expecting this one teacher or a parent to help them out. It's mm-hmm. like, it's hard. Yeah, it's tough. It, it really is. is. It definitely tough. is. 
Um, okay, so yeah, shout out to the teachers though. Like y'all are definitely appreciated and well needed, especially nah, the minority teachers. For, shout out all the teachers out there. If I'm going to war for us because we are I'm in the trenches with y'all. Yeah, we got DP in the trenches. But <laughs> just, just to just to like switch gears, we are recording on Juneteenth today. We all got on green, which mm-hmm. is crazy. I feel Black, like this red is and like green. yeah, Black the color. Right, right, right. So um, I do want to just talk a little bit about Juneteenth, the meeting, what it represents, and, like, things you can do for the holiday, Mm -hmm. right? Even though I worked today. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Juneteenth is now a federal holiday in the U.S., so it basically commemorates the stats. You fucking me up. (laughs) I can read. Okay. (laughs) Let me start over. So it commemorates the emancipation of enslaved black Americans. It is celebrated on the anniversary of the order by General Major General Gordon Granger proclaiming freedom for enslaved people in Texas on June 19th, mm-hmm. 1865. All right. So for you guys. <laughs> yes, queen, yes, queen, yes, queen. How do you celebrate Juneteenth? Oh, so... Because you said you were, like, what did you do this weekend? Oh, um, so I was in, like, the city for the most part, just going to, like, black festivals. Okay. Cookouts, parties, you know. Love that. Um, things like that. I'm actually really sad, like, the Juneteenth cookout got canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one in North, like, I was going to go I was going to go to that. That was going to be my first I one. I was kind of upset about that. So, like, I just made different plans and went to the city. But mm-hmm. shout out to them, too, because they do a lot of work. Like, like they, they had a lot of stuff going on, and they give, mm-hmm. like, I have another initiative to get back to the community. We got so to get them on the podcast. Do yes. you know them? No, I don't know them personally. Who made okay. Baraka and um, Nah, the people that who run the Jones Eve Cookout. In North? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I think it's, like, through Brown Mill, isn't it? Um, shout I out don't Brown know. Mill too. But, yeah, I follow them, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, yeah, we can get them on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know great. them personally, but um, I see what you're doing. It's all love. But, um... <laughs> Like, I went to the city, so, like, mm-hmm. just being out, like, block parties, cookouts, and just seeing everybody that's just black out there having mm-hmm. a good time. I look at it as, like, this is our 4th of July. Yeah. 4th of July. Our like, independence. You know? Like, I don't celebrate 4th of July uh, personally. Mm-hmm. I grew up celebrating like, it. Like, I was going to say ever? Yeah, no, no, no. I grew oh. up cele- celebrating it, but then, obviously, when I got enlightened, like, mm-hmm. like going to college and learning certain things, you realize what it really is, and, like, we're still enslaved mm-hmm. during that time. So, right. like, now nah, I can't support that. But... I will come get a plate. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's, like, contradictory. You're going to But, you know, I, I just like, let me come get a plate. That still counts. But I ain't wearing no red, blue, white, and blue. Yeah, no, no you nah. can't wear the colors. Yeah, like, I'm you not out there. Like, yeah, like, last 4th last of July. America. Yeah. Last 4th of July, for example, like, everybody was going to the beach. I just went to go play basketball. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like. I don't know what I did. This, this, this holiday is so important because, like. It, it, it finally kind of gives us flowers in a way mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like yeah cool y'all gave us a holiday but like we still need like reparations yeah we still did a lot of you know shit what I'm saying? to like, get you know, like it's free. cool to have a day off of work but yeah. it's like there's still a lot it? of work that needs to be done like the the government like they just they have certain things they do to be like alright we gonna give you to pacify us you know for a certain amount of time we gonna give you a black president yep. now be quiet we gonna give you y'all holiday now be quiet and then there's obviously a, a, a whole bunch we gonna give y'all um, the ability to come to school with us, not be quiet. Mm. So like we gotta just continue to make noise after this. But mm. like you know, like it's it's cool. Like it's a step in the right direction. Like, yeah, ultimately. but it's a very slow process. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Uh, How you feel about it, Aaron? I'm a, I got mixed feelings because obviously 
um, I'm very proud of my ancestors and, you know, being removed from those shackles that we should have never been in to begin with. Mm -hmm. But um, I have a problem with the term slavery. Like, I don't believe that my people were slaves. I don't use that term. I don't call black people slaves ever. I actually wrote this long poem. I would read it, but I don't want to struggle like Dana. <laughs> I'm stuck on, like, you don't believe in slavery. No, I don't believe that. What do you mean? I don't what believe that in that you term. Got, I want to hear I don't you. believe in that term. I feel like our people Indentured were not. Indentured servitude? No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. Our people were, were human beings. Right. Mm. Right. And they were captured and they were stolen. Yeah. You know, and they, they need to be, you know, Stop trying to pacify us and okay. tell us a different type of terminology for what it really was. I get you. Um, so you feel like the word slaves yeah, kind of like it. makes I it. I would never refer to my Like it's not as bad as what it was. Yeah. So what do you, what, like, what do you, like, word do you? I just call them my ancestors. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that, mm -hmm. that is understandable. Like, so we celebrate the freedom of our people. Yeah. And it's like, in all honesty, we were always free. Like, who said yeah. that we weren't free? Like, because y'all said I wasn't free, I wasn't free. Now, yeah. obviously, my safety was in question, my mm -hmm. livelihood, my family, well, they and different were, things. They I were think, literally changing, yeah. chained I, and being tortured. I, I, think what so. he's, I think what he's basically saying is, like, he's not calling his people, like, he's not going to refer to our mm -hmm. ancestors as slave, enslaved, uh, slaves. He's going to refer to them as people who were enslaved. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, so, like... Obviously, we were enslaved. And, okay. Like, we were yeah, because I just want to make sure, things. like that. That but, was like, actually he's what saying, was going like, on. The title of us being slaves. Yeah. Like, no. Because then it, it kind of like makes us feel like we came from that. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. Like I we still like had that. a past prior to yeah. that point. In so time. I can dig this. Yes. You know. Okay. So we yeah. Are, now that you broke it down, like yeah. it makes like sense. slavery versus enslavement. I wrote. I wrote an entire poem. Where's the poem? I actually posted it on Facebook. Okay. It's really long, so I'm not gonna read it. Maybe I'll record it and do some kind of like video thing I did like the one I did last June mm. like two Juneteenths ago but um, I actually do appreciate the holiday because it allows black people to really like focus on this is us mm -hmm. what white people do for 4th of July y'all good what do y'all do for Juneteenth what y'all gonna wear y'all kente uh, cloths and y'all gonna be um, performative? I don't like, think they do anything. They, they kind of like what is just, they to do? That's what I'm saying. You know like they, they kind of just let it. You know what white people should do? Go instead what? of having a day off of work. Why don't y'all go to work for free? That's what y'all had That's us do. That's never happening mm -hmm. in exactly. this Exactly. So don't give me no bullshit ass <laughs> holiday to make me feel good about the fact that oh y'all were free. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even the actual date of the end of the Civil War. Like that's it's it's a lot of bullshit behind yeah. it. Some random nigga yeah. came to Texas and said, "Oh, y'all enslaved, y'all free now." But like, Texas was the last state to release yeah. slaves because they didn't want to. Like they literally. But you can also think of the context of the time. It wasn't like now yeah, where you could be like, "Yo, we free now." You gotta let your slaves go, or like, yo, like we, I seen on the grant mm. on the Instagram. Yeah, they, like the communication you know like the wasn't the same, but they were still able to communicate with like other but, things. But think about it. Though, but when like, it came to slavery, oh, now we can't communicate that you guys mm. are you know no saying? longer and working that, for me. But, like but what? In their sense, it's like, like in their like literal sense at the time, they're like, yo, this is my property. So you, yeah. you're telling me that I have to release this. Now this is where it really gets like foul because mm -hmm. it's like yo like you really like you have people who probably like would like tell them like yo you know because you know it, the civil war like it separated the, the union two side, and the confederates you know, the union yeah. and so i guarantee like the confederates at that time was like on some like yo you know this is what's going on but we that's we why can't tell, we can't war. let them find out but this wait, is what's going on yeah, I, so this is this is alleged war. this is what i heard i don't know if it's factual so i'm just tell you what i heard mm. um 
that basically after slavery was abolished, um, there was laws put in place where like, oh, if you work this land, yeah, Jim Crow law. you yeah. got to pay a certain amount of money. If you don't work this land, you have to um, you can't leave the land or you're yeah. going to get put in jail. Mm -hmm. So it was like, mm -hmm. so it's slavery, but it's just I'm that's going what, to keep you. That's what like parole is now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm Matt, Matt, like slavery, like really just conformed into Jim Crow, mm -hmm. then the became segregation, and then, now the then became mass incarceration. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. That's how it really works. So like, yeah. you, there was times like, like, for example, when slavery is abolished, like there was things called like, you got to read this book. It's called New Jim Crow because the OD explains everything. Okay. And how it, it explains like the trajectory of how this they kind of just disguised what they were doing back then and kind of had to like it's like your phone like Apple right it's like you have like a an update for your phone and it's kind of like giving you the same thing same thing but it just look a little different but mm -hmm. every phone yeah. we get is the same Ooh, phone that's a good analogy you know what I'm saying so yeah. like with that being said they're giving us a new system they're giving us a new update but it's just working the same way yeah there's you know a lot of things behind the scenes like within the government that hasn't actually changed you feel me to where so like, like we are actually equal but to they gotta make it look like we progressing yeah like, you know what I'm saying yeah. so like for example like in these times like slavery was abolished yeah and like now they have these things called vagrants laws where if you don't find like you're a homeless person and you don't find a place to live how are we going to find somewhere to live when all white people got all the land mm -hmm. if you don't find a place to live within this certain amount of time we have to like arrest you imprison you and now you're back to like doing the work of a slavery mm -hmm. but it doesn't you're not a slave you're just a prisoner yeah, like that's and, how it works and, yeah. I, and i also think that they try to manipulate terminologies for sure right so that's what the book is about like it tells mm -hmm. you like 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 all like the manip um, the manipulated terms and like the consistency and how they're like really meaning the mm -hmm. same things. It's just everything is like work like it's how it's written. Different. Yeah. You know, it's loopholes to it. So Dana said earlier, like you, what do you think they're indentured servants? Mm. So if I'm a white slave owner, I could say, oh, I gave you. Um, That's shelter. how they feel. I gave you, I Literally. gave you food. Yeah. Um, I gave you rations. I gave you clothing. Is yeah. that not compensation? That's yeah. actually why, mm -hmm. like, the United States still doesn't want to acknowledge slavery was a thing because there were so many people that got tortured mm -hmm. and families ripped apart, and, and it was, like, it was like, it was literally like mass. It was massive, like killings and stuff going mm -hmm. on back then. But like, it was just so bad to where like, oh they don't want to teach that in schools or yeah. like they want to like kind of erase it or act like it wasn't as bad as no, it facts. truly was so it, that it, they don't acknowledge it which is it, fucking it crazy it took me to like my second year in college to find out that we was one time viewed as three-fifths of a mm -hmm. person yeah like not even a fucking like we human. wasn't even considered what is three-fifths of a person well if you Property. want the historical context because we touched on that last <laughs> like, episode that's wild. i'm gonna give you all another little nugget this that shit was, pissed me off. That was, <laughs> I don't want to talk about oh, it. No, 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 no. We, no, got, we, to, got, we, we got, got to talk to. about it. The three-fifths compromise was actually the, the liberal mm. perspective, right? Because the Southerners were saying, okay, if a, if a slave is counted as a human, then yeah. should, so should my cow, right? Because it's basically the slave is my labor. Yeah. The slave is not a human for me. Mm. So in order to keep political seats, the Northerners figured, okay, I don't want to not treat these people as actual humans. Mm. How about we look at it as they are three-fifths of a person? Yeah. So this way, you don't have an overpopulated South, mm -hmm. and y'all control the union. And then they came up with another concept of, like, the one, the whole one-drop rule mm -hmm. thing, where, like, you know, they would use people's, like, for example, say if you had your grandparents' grandparents, if one of them was black, you was considered to be black. 
Yeah, and they mm-hmm. did that because black people didn't like race is a construct though. That's what people don't realize. You know, there always yeah. wasn't racism. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, then you you got to read it. I'm not gonna get long witted and talking about it, but like, is this thing called Bacon's Rebellion? You got to read that. Um, will, read the Willie Lynch letters. Mm-hmm. Read that. Like, it's kind of like a system. Basically, there was a point in time where like black people and well, black enslaved people and indentured servants, which were like the white people, mm-hmm. they realized like, yo, like. These people are just operating. It was like the elitist versus the broke. Yeah. So like these people mm-hmm. are like, yo, that's literally yeah. our society. That's what I'm saying. So Structure. like they, so there was like this point where the elitist versus the broke. It was no race. It was none of mm-hmm. that. And then you have like black and white people, Asian people, whoever. This is back when like they were looking at like the Native Americans mm-hmm. were like, that's who they. That's what they mean. We got to get them up out of here. Mm-hmm. That's like that's that was the mindset. So there was really no racism yet mm-hmm. in terms of like black versus white type thing so then you have like the um the indentured servants and the enslaved africans like mm-hmm. they really realized like yo if we work together we'll be able to overthrow them so that's where bacon's rebellion comes into hand mm-hmm. and then the white like the elite the white elitists realized like yo if they start working together and realize they're on the same page yeah. this is going to be problematic for us so let's come up with something that views them mm-hmm. different than each other so, so they can that, now like go against so now, each other but it's, it's all about numbers right exactly the democrats and the republicans even today is all about the numbers how can i make this person on mm-hmm. this side come to my side we'll go all the way back to the missouri compromise right now i know we get a little deep in some history but this is black history I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's rightfully so yeah. like the missouri compromise was to ensure that the balance of power in the congressional seats in like the 1800s. This is like one of, if I'm not mistaken, one of the trigger warnings to the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Because now we got another slave state and non-slave state in the Union, which is unbalancing the power. That's what got Lincoln to become president, yeah, yeah. right? So it's like, even today, we're looking at make America great again. We're looking at Biden trying to bring hot sauce. What was that, Hillary? Bring hot sauce to the breakfast club. Yeah, I call Biden my bad side, but I call him not low Joe. <laughs> Because he be doing things that, that <laughs> seem trying, like it's for black people, yeah. but he's but not low. Not, like, you know like, what you're doing. Yeah. But it's, so it's, he's playing it's mind games. It's Everything all like trick. Not low Joe, I know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, because he's watching this. Oh, uh, but, no, maybe. Um, you never see know. You not low Joe. <laughs> but we don't want to be low this summer either, right? So okay, obviously, yeah. we try to be outside this summer in, in whatever way that you believe outside is to be. So, DP, when you, when we say you're going to be outside this summer, what do that mean for you? Oh, outside? First of all, I'm a teacher. So I've been working mm-hmm. hard for like 10 months. I keep, this is my month and a half off. So, oh, so my goal this out. summer outside, while I was outside this weekend, we popped the summer off. I was having a great time, great fans, great people, all black things around me. But this summer, my version of outside is to continue to do those things, have fun, party, let loose, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I really want to learn a new skill. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my thing. Yes. Like, so, I'm like, all right, how can I get a side house or something that's just fun to do? So, Love I want to, I remember last summer, I was just doing a bunch of stuff with myself. Like, I was going to the beach by myself. I learned that I don't really like the beach. Mm-hmm. I already knew <laughs> I didn't like the beach, but I'm like, let me go to the beach the by beach. myself the one beach day. Is trash. Try to read out there. Dang, I got somebody blasting the a speaker next to me. I'm like, I can't read it. Now I got sand in my book. <laughs> I'm just mad. So I'm like, yeah, I packed my stuff up. Bro. All right. But yeah. I, I trial and error. I didn't like it. Then I went to the movies by myself. Then I realized, like, yo, I can do this. It's going like to be like my that. little. Yeah, that's like my shit. I be really going to the movies by myself now. Like, really, this is my vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then just finding new things to do reading more stuff like that but like this summer i want to kind of like i love music so i want to kind of like try to like learn how to dj a little bit or something or like i I bought a camera a couple Mm -hmm. years ago i'm gonna try to learn how to use it this summer i'm going back to work usually with a camera it's this button i mean like i'm trying to get nice (laughs) with it because i got some homies like a lot of my homies like they're like 
actually like editors and like mm-hmm. photographers yeah, yeah. they do shoots all that so, so they I kind of want to like you how to yeah. do it. but it's a time thing mm-hmm. like you know and being a teacher i don't have time yeah. so like now that i have some time i want to kind of like try something try something new. oh and travel too travel yes speaking of traveling um be outside a little bit traveling with the family wildwood is like my favorite place in the whole mm. world it ain't, the, it ain't the fanciest place. It ain't the most sparkly place in the world, but it's family. Mm-hmm. So, Not the places, um, the people. It's fun. Yeah, it's I just, fun, though. I just, spent, I just spent Juneteenth with my family, and that's just what I want to be around. And, you know, that Wildwood, it just signifies family for me. So mm-hmm. that's outside for me. What about you, Dana? Um, I've said this on other episodes, but speaking of a new skill, like I'm learning the stock market. Tough. Just because like I was into it in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Like when we were in lockdown, that was like one of the things I got into. into it, like, you work. Work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like now I'm really like tapping into the fundamentals and mm-hmm. taking a course. So that's what my summer is so far. And then the rest D of the money. summer mm-hmm. I just hope to be making some money from the money. And the rest of the summer. <laughs> the money we hope in the rest of the summer. We trying to get more more of you wonderful people onto the podcast. Make sure y'all hit up our gmail at w-o-a-w-pod at gmail.com so this way y'all can join these seats have insightful conversations yeah come on a podcast um, we love we love yeah. to have we have fun um, yeah this was mad fun though was if it I had that, like this yeah. really was fun it was like fast right us, you, know? you know what i'm saying now nah, it was good vibe. y'all definitely good vibes mm-hmm. oh, and like for this know. being my first time ever talking to you like i feel like we have a lot in common like so like it's cool Maybe like, everybody <laughs> is me y'all i'm just telling y'all it's me nah. but like it's me us. and dana also have a lot in common too so shout out to her for inviting me yeah and shout out to y'all for being part of our co-workers you know we appreciate oh we call our watchers co-workers co-workers. yeah what's up y'all hope y'all not at work on your team (laughs) i was (laughs) anyway all right guys well this is the end of the episode and any last words dp oh no just um shout out to the teachers black love is important Mm -hmm. Black love. And shout out to Aaron and Dana for like doing something positive, creating the outlet of expression for people to come on to talk about their experiences and having fun while doing it. Because a lot of times you got people be doing this, but it be all serious. Like, yeah. So I like it's a little free. It's and we had a little seriousness today, you know but saying? it was even fun, you, you know, know breaking yeah. down that serious. We had to do that. You got to have like the serious yeah. sandwich where you play around and get serious, then play yeah. around again. It's a balance. You know I'm saying? Definitely. But with that being said, we, we outside, outside and we out. So I'm actually tell tell a personal story too, right? And I think this girl goes to me because of this, right? Um, <laughs> we had met through a mutual friend at a birthday party. We we hit it off fine, right? So we had went on a couple dates. Everything was going good. Share kisses, you know, just small intimate things building up. Okay. So we had this one date, and I was gonna go home. She was like, "No, it's okay. You can you can spend a night." Yeah. So you know me, you know, spend oh, a yeah, night. You about it. to you know slide. So, um. She was. I was going to sleep on the couch. You know, I was being respectful. Get the fuck out I of was, here! I was. You know, I was no, trying. You was not. Listen, I'm a manipulator, so you, you got. You are a manipulator. I'm glad you, you got, know that. You got to work your way into the draws. You can't just go to the draws. So she's like, "Oh no, it's okay. You can come. You can sleep on the bed with me." Oh god. I thought that was like you know an indicator that you know I could. Yeah, like she's right? like, oh yeah, she's with it. So I asked. <laughs> this is this is like man code. Yo, can I sleep in my outside clothes? Or, you know, is it, are you comfortable if I? Oh, I instantly tell people, what the fuck? Why did you I, have your street clothes? I on? didn't. I was gonna take them off anyway, but I wanted oh. her to feel comfortable. Oh, you wanted to say it? You know, this is a manipulation, manipulation, right? Manipulation. So, got it. You want her to feel comfortable, 
So, so sorry. This is... Not the thing. <laughs> so I get in the bed with her, you know, and she she's literally going to sleep. So I'm like, okay, shit. We so now you contemplating like, yo, what can yeah, I like, do? To like, make her up? obviously, okay. you don't want to you don't want to like force no moment. You don't want to be inappropriate. Yeah, you don't want to so, assault her. So I'm like, all right, I'm just.